Yeah, that's what we're here. <laughs> yeah. So good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today for Going Deeper. Thank you so much, Keith, for a wonderful and important message this morning. Really appreciate that. Okay. I need to start by stating the obvious, which was when we bought these chairs, we bought them for Kev. <laughs> and so we never envisaged like having to have our knees up quite, <laughs> quite like this, but <laughs> appreciate the discomfort. <laughs> um, today, you kicked off our message drawing attention to the fact that uh, we're in Reconciliation Week mm. and then drawing that theme back into like the heart of Paul's theology mm. and there were, you mentioned the quote by Peterson about the dynamo. How did that one go? Uh, reconciliation is the dynamo at the heart of the universe which I find absolutely profound yep. and deeply encouraging but also very challenging. When I read that many years ago just in the introduction it immediately mm stuck out because that's not only a theological statement, that's a very pragmatic need in life and our lives. So keep talking about that. So what what's in your mind when you're thinking about this idea of that's that's a a dynamo at the centre of the universe? What what do you think he's getting at? Why was that profound to you? I think it for me it comes down to what I shared right at the end, yep. and that is that God's love and grace um, are the two most important resources and relationships mm. that anybody in this world can know, and that through love, which is um, unconditional, God being for us and therefore forgiving us, yes. we come through grace yep. to live a life that otherwise we would be not able to live, not capable of living, mm -hmm. uh, but we are invited into that life and that God's heart is a heart for uh, wherever there's fractures and there are fractures all over the place yep. in our world, in us, between belief and behaviour, mm -hmm. um, the love of God and therefore the grace of God are the deepest healing potential yeah. for those fractures. So I, I like the fact that you called out, you know, these three domains of, of reconciliation. So there's this reconciliation with one another, mm. reconciliation with God, reconciliation between belief and, and behaviour. I think what was interesting, and I'll see if I'm on the same, same wavelength, right in that last verse, Ephesians 5, 2, and Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. What I'm seeing in that is this idea that, that reconciliation is a matter of sacrifice. So this idea that, that grace, that loving grace is a self-emptying. Yes. That, that that's a... We can't remove sacrifice from this idea of reconciliation, do you think? Mm. True. There's 
there's a price to be paid for um, all possible reconciliation if I was to express it in a slightly crass way or put it in a very down-to-earth way, it begins, reconciliation begins with giving up the right to get back. So it actually begins by some sacrifice of justice Mm. in, in an unusual kind of way that the person who has been hurt actually makes a proactive move to be reconciled and that may involve lots of other sacrifices as well. But the one that actually motivates it or starts it is I decide, and this is through the spirit of God in me, I'm prompted towards saying I'm not going to live in that world, fractured world where I might have every right to be angry, I might have every right to have that person or that group or that um, that school um, brought down to earth and and Mm. shown that they're wrong. But I'm actually going to, by God's grace, give up that right. And then that might lead to lots of other things that test whether you're fair income. And this is the role God played. Mm -hmm. So we'll never do anywhere near as well as God does. He's our model in this. And Jesus, of course, in the cross is our... um, That's the the pivot of all of this. And everything that you see in the cross and Jesus, even his demeanour... And the way he behaved in the judgment hall and before he went to the cross, they are the key resources. He did that through his father Mm -hmm. and he didn't want to. Um, You know, he prayed that agonising prayer when he showed the human part Mm. of him, but nevertheless, not my will but yours. So in going to the cross... He made an incredible sacrifice before he even got near the cross to be in those humiliating circumstances, Mm -hmm. to be mocked, to have injustice, um, to be blamed Mm. um, wrongly because he was innocent. He could have hit back against any or all Mm. of that. but And it it even impressed the hardened Roman governor as to... What a beautiful mm. way mm. under incredible pressure. So mm. that's our that's our meta-narrative. That's yes. our model yep. for reconciliation through being prepared to be a servant and uh, make sacrifice. And, of course, um, it doesn't mean that the reconciliation will work and that's also yes. another yep. sacrifice we have to... God, God gives up the... Because he could control everything in this world. He'd probably close it down if he was going to control it adequately. Yeah. But he could. But he still works with our free will in an unbelievably caring and beautiful and genius way. Um, 
that's because of his deep love for us and wanting the relationship to, yes. con to yeah. continue. It, se it seems as though that, that would make sense. God being God would, would set forth the model of reconciliation. Yes. Like that's the pattern. The pattern of reconciliation is, is the cost borne by the reconciler. So the, the, the reconciler makes the sacrifice and for all intents and purposes is reconciled. Yes. It's then up to the reconcilee what they, what they might do with that. So and, and that's really important. Yep. And it's also important for us to realise that we can be proactive in our dynamic towards forgiving mm. and letting go and moving on, but there's at least one other person involved yep. and they have the choice as to whether they will accept mm. or whether they will continue the dilemma. And God's in that place every day yes. with the majority of his created world. So we know that he gets that, he understands mm. that, but he, he waits at the gate and with patience and love and working everything and... Mm. Um, being a kind, loving God, he actually waits until the person is ready to make that. Yeah, to respond. And we need to recognise that we can offer forgiveness, we can offer grace, but it may not be accepted and therefore there may not be a full reconciliation. Mm. But from our side, yeah. we will know whether we have reconciled. Yes. And we might know by whether we cross to the other side of the street to avoid somebody rather than talk to them. There'll be very practical ways we will know whether we have moved mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. or whether we still want to get the person. Mm -hmm. and, and meanwhile, we, we can live in full comfort and confidence that the, the good news that we see in Scripture is that, is that God has already done everything. Exactly. Completely reconciled yes. from his side. And I think you... You laid the basis theologically of that right at the beginning of Ephesians. Mm. That's what Paul made sure he had in yes. place right from the very clearly yeah. right from the first verse. So when, when we think about that, we can un understand that this notion of sacrifice, laying down my, my sense of rights or, or justice, as broken as that sense might be, that, that that's kind of the fodder for reconciliation between us. And even with us and, and God, how how does that principle hold when I'm thinking about the reconciliation between my belief and my behaviour? Do you think? Well, I I think it it holds in at least two major respects. One is that um, we recognise that um, although there is a fracture between my belief and behaviour, that also is forgiven. Yes. So. God has moved in a way that allows me to have a grace on my life and you and every person who's responded to that invitation to follow Jesus through the cross, that that actually is letting me off the hook. Mm. And so I should live in gratitude every yep. moment of every day. Mm. And instead of me becoming preoccupied with only the things in life that are uh, an irritation or are inconvenient or where people are 
going in a different direction and we need to address mm. that irritation. But I would address that in the bigger, deeper picture being that actually um, if anybody needs forgiveness, it's, it's me and it's done yeah. and I can live in a different mm. realm. And even my forgiveness of myself because I don't see my, my behaviour lining up with my belief. Yes. And, you know, as, as the Lord's already forgiven me for my behaviour, but maybe it's me. Who's the unforgiving one? Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's our hardest place, our hardest part of forgiveness mm. is actually accepting grace ourselves. But unless we accept grace we're probably going to struggle to express grace. So there's a humility and a reality yep. in accepting grace that says, and you may have heard me say this before, but I'm a redeemed rat bat. Mm -hmm. I am. That, that, that's not a negative. That's actually a very positive state. It says I have um, the potential and the reality of missing the mark and wandering away and falling short of God's standards for his creation. And that happens every day. But I don't have to live with that as the final mm -hmm. line. I'm actually able to say, but I can start anew yes. and many times every day. So the whole idea of salvation is not just a once-off thing, it's every moment of every day. Which is me sacrificing my will. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that that there is so much in the Christian life which seems to be desperately countercultural with this this nation, you know, 21st century consumerist individualistic culture. So there's a deep countercultural thing that's going on. How do we live? This is a big question. How do we live as reconcilers while also being countercultural? Mm. That's a very important one. I think, I think the bottom line today might be that who we are is more important than what we say in this God season yep. so that it's the flavours of our lives that are going to be potentially most powerful to open the way mm. and... Even the humility to recognise and be um, quite realistic about how self-centred I can be very, very often and therefore you come across to other people as somebody who doesn't have it all together, doesn't um, see in any way a self-righteousness but almost the opposite, doesn't put ourselves down because... Yeah. We're loved and valued by God. That's all we need to be very valuable. But actually sees that we walk humbly and we walk falteringly but positively with our heads up by God's mm. grace. And that flavour to life, love, joy, peace, gentleness, yes. I think that is going to open the door for reconciliation because yep. it has within our lives mm. and it's a very... That doesn't mean we don't speak but we wait for the right time and the right way to speak yes. because there's been a powerful um, resource 
relationship developed where people, uh, the early church, it says, people liked what they saw. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm praying for yeah. the day when that will be yeah. true in me and from me and it'll be true yes. of us. It, it, it's, it's as though precisely, you know, that God image that is born in us is, is countercultural yeah. and it is an energy of reconciliation by default. Yes. Mm. And, and I, I'd also say one other thing that might be a little bit surprising and that is I think our communication to the world out there, that needs to be our primary communication rather than saying right. you're on the wrong track, yes. we're right, you're wrong. Yeah. I think they are thoroughly sick yeah. of hearing yeah, that kind of... Um, potential lack of humility, potential mm -hmm. hypocrisy, they're, they're just sick of it yeah. and we need where the medium is the message, where it's us who are, by God's mm -hmm. grace and love, actually flavours for him. Yeah. Final question. Uh, hopefully there'll be many people watching this conversation during the week and that will spur on other conversation in their home groups. What What is your encouragement to those groups this week as they would press into this scripture, they reflect on your message, listen in on this conversation? What's your encouragement? My encouragement is I, I see God at work, mm. that this reconciliation right now, right here, is underway. Mm. I believe... Um, the God season we're in at the moment is where we are being pruned. We are getting back to basics, mm. thankfully, but there's a pruning in that. But there are many green shoots. Yeah. And if I could just give three very, very quick examples of where I see God working, I think he's working to change the model of discipleship because it's at least cracked and maybe broken so that it is that intimate, organic mm relationship where discipleship is simply, and I mean this, simply about being a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And that's our major and, you know, events-driven models or um, KPIs or whatever within an institution have failed us in terms of actually to helping people to mature as mm -hmm. disciples. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very big encouragement that's yep. happening. COVID has been a, uh, a spur to yep. that, which is good. I think mission, we are gradually recognising that the, the medium is the message and that we still talk, but we, we talk after we have actually yep. been able to demonstrate in real life situations that there's something different about this yes. lady or this guy, or this young person, I wonder what it is. Mm. And the third area that I'm really encouraged about is, and this is a very important one as well, that we're gradually realising that Christian leadership, which is about mature discipleship, yeah. is actually based in Christian character. Mm. That knowledge and giftedness are important, but the main thing, mm of the Spirit of God, as the passage said this morning, reproducing the character of God in you mm -hmm. and me. That's the main thing, to be a leader.
where discipleship, mission, leadership, le- leadership that that displays the character of God. Yeah. And it's interesting that each of those are fundamentally about reconciliation, exactly. about restoring yeah. relationship. We could we could keep going, and I'd actually really like to. Um, but thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your message. Thank you for this conversation. Uh, real encouragement this week. There's lots to chew on. Um, go back, watch the message again, um, press into the Bible reading plan this week, and I hope that this conversation uh, spurs some uh, some conversation in your home group this week as well. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you, guys, for staying behind. <laughs>